Rock Bottom in Our Hearts. In this testimony, Michael Parson shares how his father wound drew him to a deeper relationship with Christ through suffering. It was given on March 9 of 2023 to the Love Crucified community. Lord Jesus, we pray that you bless Micah as he as he shares his heart and bless us to have a, a listening ear. Amen. Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. The name of the talk is Feel the Pain, Getting to the Rock Bottom of Our Hearts. And we consecrate this teaching to the heart of our Father, to the cry of Abba's heart, revealed in the sacred heart of Jesus, our love crucified. Papa, loving Papa, reveal to us what is hidden in the wounds of our hearts. May we come before you naked, without hiding in the garden of our hearts. Cover us, Papa, in the blood of your Son, Jesus. The very drops of blood from his agony in the garden. In the name of your son, Jesus, render all demons deaf, dumb, blind, and useless, that no demon may enter into or listen to this cynical in any way. Mama, 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 cover us in your tears, St. Joseph, teach us to cry like you and be vulnerable like our loving Papa. Amen. As Lourdes mentioned in her email this week, Jesus mentions the lament of Abba. His tears and Mary's. The ancient Israelites believed that prayers that were soaked in tears, they bypassed heaven and went straight into the heart of Yahweh. Sometimes all we need to do is cry. And Lord has sent out the message November 17th, 2011. On page 108, we... Jesus and Mary are one heart 
one blood, one sacrifice, one victim. Your God weeps for you as a father weeps for his lost children. I continue to suffer for each of you with tears and supplication before our Father. But it is the tears of Mary, the mother of God, that pierces the heart of the Father. We, Jesus, Mary, are one heart, one blood, one sacrifice, one victim before the throne of the Father for each of you. But the tears of a mother bring the Father to act with mercy when what is called for is justice. Tell my people that I weep for the world and my bride, for you have chosen to ignore the warnings directly from the voice of my mother and all the prophets sent to you. You have chosen justice over mercy. My victim priests will be raised through the martyrdom of love of the holy women of God, the Maccabee mothers, the Esthers, the Judas, the mothers of the cross. End of message. And the Lord brought to my heart when I read that also Deborah, who was a judge in Israel, and the prayer, a part of it. When I, Deborah, arose, when I arose, a mother in Israel. It's through the mothers of the cross that I can speak in this way, their vulnerability. Going into the depths of their hearts with Papa and Mom. And as men, It can be hard for us to be vulnerable, to be little, so that we need him. We cry out to him, Papa, Daddy, Mama, I need you right now. It can be hard for a man because we may have believed a lie. Men don't cry. 
Be strong. Have faith. Jesus wept. And that's really all I need to know. My Lord, the man, he wept. So men were called to enter that place in our heart. Maybe hard to enter. In order to become a father, we must first become sons. I have eight children, a beautiful wife. My children call me father, but I have to become a son first in the son, Jesus. So I can be the father who they need me to be. So they can be little and come to me and I can listen to them, not hold it against them. And this is what men need. I've experienced it. God's gifted me with so many fathers in my life. Spiritual fathers. An amazing birth father. And it brought me back to Genesis. Genesis 3, 8 through 9, Father brought me. When they heard the sound of the Lord God walking about in the garden at the breezy time of the day, the man and his wife hid themselves from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The Lord God then called to the man and asked him, Where are you? And I want to pause for a moment there. And ask all the mothers and missionaries of the cross. Who hears these words of God spoken in anger? The words, where are you? For me, I hear them as a cry. He lost his son. Where are you, my son? It's easy to see the father, maybe in the Old Testament, speaking in anger. But Jesus revealed the heart of the father. 
that he's love. Mercy. Do you hear them as a cry of the heart of Abba Father? These words, where are you? Our Papa, where are you, my son? It's important to hear these sorrows in, in the Father's heart. Broke his heart. We know what St. Joseph and Mary experienced when they lost Jesus for three days. Our Lord has lost union with his son, Adam. In Genesis 3.10, Adam and Eve said, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. That union was broken. The union that he wants us to have. The simple union contained in a simple path. But when we break this union, when we don't feel the Father's blessing in our hearts, we're scared. We're afraid. We see and we hide. We're naked. The Lord wants us to come to him naked, vulnerable, give our entire heart like the Last Supper. The washing of the feet was to represent our hearts. They're dirty. There's wounds. There's sins. Everything good's already God's. He owns it. So what do we have to give him? Our misery. That's it. That's our exclusive property. Our misery. And the father in this reflection took me to what Jesus felt, that abandonment. He felt it in that fourth utterance on the cross. The father felt this same abandonment from his son, Adam. Jesus cried out when he felt this pain. My God, my God, 
Why have you forsaken me? The father allowed Jesus to feel that pain because they're one. He wasn't going to hide that pain from his son, Jesus. And so it's a blessing to have a father wound. It's a blessing to have a mother wound. It's a blessing not being known for who you are. To be abandoned. I'm blessed to have both the mother and the father wound. We all have it in some degree. And it took me to Genesis 45, St. Joseph. He can no longer restrain himself in the presence of all his attendants. So he cried out, Have everyone withdraw from me. So no one attended him when he made himself known to his brothers. But his sobs were so loud that the Egyptians heard him. And so the news reached Pharaoh's house. This is the core wound. We all are called to experiences. We all have a core wound. And further, Genesis 45, I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could give him no answer. So dumbfounded were they at him. Come closer to me. Joseph told his brothers. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. But now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for having sold me here. It was really for the sake of saving lives that God sent me here ahead of you. Well, after reading that, you can clearly see that Joseph, he's cried about this before. He's on a path of healing. Not only with a wound with his father, but his brothers who abandoned him, like the apostles abandoned Jesus. And the Lord moved me to share my testimony with my father who is such a beautiful man and I asked him 
for his permission, it it gave him joy that I was going to share this story. What vulnerability, you know, what an example to me. And I love the book of Sirach, chapter 3, mentions so much about honoring our fathers. And even if your father's mind may fail him, honor him. So to give a backstory, I grew up in Chicago. And I received a call from my cousin, which was my father's sister, her daughter. She said, Micah, my husband's been beating me physically. And I want you to come here to Florida so that he doesn't do it anymore. And stay with me and the three children. And by the grace of God, I packed up everything. And I came a week later. And a week after that, I was picking up my nieces and nephews from the bus stop. And I look up and I, I didn't know it at the time, but I saw my wife. I met my wife a week later. She was picking up Julia, our oldest, from the bus stop. And from that day, we were together, me and my wife, every day. So much so, we, about six months down the road, a couple months down the road, I asked her to marry me. And to connect the dots, at this time, I don't even know what a Catholic church is. I wasn't raised with a faith, whatever. I really couldn't tell you what a Catholic church was at that time. So my first insight was Thea and my mother-in-law, Father Philip. And we had pre-Cana scheduled. And thank God, Father Philip was staying at my mother-in-law's house, at Thea's house. And he was going to give us the pre-Cana. And three days before the pre-Cana, yes, I'll, I'll do this. I want to marry you. My father's sister came to visit her daughter, Brandy, and pulled Thea and I, she pulled us out on her porch, and she said, 
Micah, Thea, I have something to tell you. Micah, I have something to tell you. You don't know this. Oh, you, when you were a baby, you know, before you could talk, your father was, this is when you started to hear voices, uh, manic depressive schizophrenia. And he still has the same sickness today. But your father, when your mother went to work, he heard a voice to circumcise you. And he did it. While your brothers held your legs down. I looked at my aunt and I'm, I'm 27 years old. I never knew this. It was suppressed in me. And I just can only thank God because in three days I was going to see a priest who specializes in father wounds. I mean, it's you can't can't make it up. So I, you know, first day of pre-cana, <laughs> my father. I have something to tell you. And I remember the words I said. I, I didn't know I, I felt this or thought it. I didn't even know what happened, obviously. It came out of me the words, why, why would he do that to me? And I lost my breath for about... Felt like eternity, but you know, 30, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds of writhing and pain. Dia was with me. I'm sure my sobs were, they weren't as loud, um, you know, that the Egyptians could hear me, but they were loud. And what was hidden was I was out. And this is my first experience. You know, this is my first experience in the Catholic faith. It was my father. What a grace. Because it, it just set the tone for the rest of the work that God has to do in me. There's, there's still so much more. And it, there's, there's always a surprise, and it, it, it usually happens in front of the Eucharist. And I'll share. You know, I, I spoke to my brother about this. Both of them, I spoke to my mother, my father. Thank God, me and my father, two years after this, were, we were baptized together. Received our first confession. The Holy Eucharist, confirmation. I was 30. He was 55. What a grace. 
So there was no time for that wound to get infected with resentment towards my father. I just, you know, I mean, I, I just when I think about him, I, I'm just so joyful to have such a good father. And then have this spiritual father and Father Philip that's been fathering me up until now. No, I thought that I was going to get a spiritual mother right away. I got this spiritual father and when I get a mother, that's what happens when you're born, right? You have a mother, father. So my expectations, you know, to have a spiritual mother at that time were, it, it wasn't God's time. It, there was a lot to work out, you know, Re, relive these memories. To feel the pain, to hit rock bottom, if that wasn't it, in my heart. And I I thought that was rock bottom. And I, my spiritual director asked me to ask Jesus where he was when that happened to me. So I did. I asked Jesus, is it Jesus? Where were you? Where were you when, when my father was circumcising and my brothers were holding my legs down, my arms down as a little baby? And he showed me he wasn't watching coldly from a distance, but he was holding my father's hands. So that he didn't cut my main artery. Telling him, stop. Stop. And I and moved my father. To, he, he did. He stopped and he, and he held me. And I was bleeding. I was rushed to the hospital. And the doctor that took me in, that stitched me up, told my mom that I was. It was about a centimeter away from cutting my main artery. I would have bled out. I would have died. His name was Dr. Divine. Oh, God. He's got, he's got a sense of humor. He does. When I talked to my mom about it, one of her deepest pains was that I wouldn't have children. Uh, I think that uh, I made her feel pretty comfortable with that. Uh, having having eight children, <laughs> and the first ones being twins. And my mom, she, I mean, she was, she worked. She was just such a good mother in my eyes. I mean, she worked in the building that we lived in, raising us three boys. We lived there in the building that she worked. She, We could always find her. So I, I would have never thought that I had an abandonment wound from my mom. 
you know, just other wounds that the Lord brought me to with my mother. Her not being married. While I was growing up, she's married now, thank God. And it was actually a month ago, first Saturday, I went to go see my mother-in-law speak. And Thea was hosting the event beautifully. And the event was called the wounds of the heart. And right when the priest exposed the Blessed Sacrament, oh, I just, I knew it was Mama's time. Mama. She's so humble and she waited all these years to show her side of it. And I'm looking at the Lord and my mind. Brings me back to that moment. So my heart says, Mom, where were you? Where were you when that happened? And she showed me because I was Screaming out, Mama, Mom, crying as a baby. All I can muster up was the words Mama. And she showed me that she was holding me. She was looking at me in the eyes. She's saying, son, I'm here. Mama's here. Mary was there. Jesus was there. And that's the same for each one of us. And any hurt that we've been through, they were there. Comforting. Playing the role that they needed to in that moment. Because they're the best of mother and father. any relationship we have here on earth they blow it out of the water doesn't even compare so when I think about this what God's done and allowed allowed me to experience and suffer with Jesus his first physical wound in this way you know, St. Joseph circumcised Jesus, gave him his name, the name above every name. And I was blessed to be able to share that wound. Because you know, Jesus' first wound was really all of us. So it brings me back to St. Joseph in Genesis. And I think of those words that he said, 
it was really for the sake of saving lives that God sent me here ahead of you. I, I can't thank God enough. Can't thank him enough for allowing that. I'm able to speak about it right now. And it, for the sake of saving lives, I'm willing to do anything to give anything. Myself, whatever, I'm yours, Jesus. Do with me if you will. And I was reflecting on all this. I found out I was going to speak yesterday. And the Lord, when he was bringing me through the garden, and was talking to Maria, and beautiful Maria, all the work she does translating, translating these words. She said, Micah, you need to read this message. Lourdes received this message last year, and the Lord wanted us to hear it now for such a talk as this. Lourdes is going to expand further maybe in the next cynical, but Here's the message. It's from August 2nd, 2022. It's called Misery. The Lord said, Misery is what you became after original sin. It is your inner gaze Turn towards self. Because of your human tendency, because of concupiscence, I had to say that word a couple of times, your human tendency has become self Glorification. The grace of seeing the truth of whom you have become in all its ugliness is the gift of the Holy Spirit, for he is the light of the love of the Father and Son that reveals the darkness in every human being to purify them through the power of my precious blood. My blood that cleanses my bride and makes her pure. Yes, my daughter, you see yourself fully 
unveiled before your spouse. And my gaze of passionate love for you moves your soul not to hide, but to plunge your misery in my infinite love and goodness. I, your God, receive all your misery and for you, a human soul, it is more than receiving the seed of your spouse, God. It is being consumed in your spouse, God. A particle of nothing becomes consumed in love and becomes one with love, enjoying the ecstasy of divine love on earth. Then you begin to love me as I love you with patience, tenderness, respect, self-control, attention, passionate desire, and longing, waiting, delight, and immense joy. This is the fruit of allowing the Holy Spirit to unveil you of all the falsehood that covers your misery. When you live naked before your God in the truth of your misery, you are open to receive love and become one with love, lost in God. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.